we have Mr. McCook number two in store today. Yeah, this one probably trumps the uh, young generational one we had in. For yeah. sure. And yeah. he probably, well, no, that one didn't, he didn't play football, did he? No, he didn't. He didn't. No. I bet. I don't know. He probably ran into him, though. Yeah. Yeah. So we have, you're like, you're, I mean, I feel like you're a big person. In I am a big person. <laughs> <laughs> well, in that case, we're all a little larger than life yeah. in the room. Uh, That's what, yeah. yeah so mm-hmm. today we have with us Jeff Gross. Uh, I, his resume is longer than what I can say, so we'll have him tell you all about that here in a second. But first, Jeff, we always like to do a little warm up. Okay. It's it's intense. Okay. Actually, no, yours is actually really nice. Okay. So I won't. Oh, good job! Thank I know, you. I know. Yeah, oh, it's like softer side. Yeah, softer it. side of me. Okay, here we go. Um, and it kind of scares me a little bit. I don't know why. Football coaches. Just, did you ever teach history? I did not. Oh, oh. No. Well, that's oh, a new history. thing. That is a new thing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> because who was it that was saying every football coach is a history teacher? Who yeah. said that? Was history it? or history or weights is yeah. the oh. common Conroy. thing. It was yeah, Conroy. Cherokee. Yeah, Cherokee. Cherokee Conroy. Conroy. Yep. Said that. Mm-hmm. Did yep. you coach that guy? Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh my oh, man. gosh, I can't wait for these stories. I know this is going <laughs> to be yes. good. Yeah, it is. Okay, so we're going to ask you just a few random questions, okay. and then you're just going to answer them. Okay. okay. So first off, what's a movie that you've seen at least three to five times? In the last month, uh, no. <laughs> in your life, in my life, my well, I watch all the time. My favorite movie is Used Cars. Kurt Russell. What? This is a movie. Or <laughs> this is a show? movie. Yeah. Okay. Used Cars. Used Cars. Go watch it. Kurt Classic. Russell. I love I'm Kurt gonna Russell. have to write this down. I know uh, Kurt Russell. He's a or on, be, well, on his genre, the uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Same. Just great movies. That's oh, another movie. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Might have to have movie marathon. Movie, I don't know. Yeah. Either I don't know any of these. <laughs> no, used Cars though is the number one. Absolutely. Why? Why? What's... It's just a slapstick comedy. Just. Oh. Okay. That it's, sounds it's like just us. good stuff yeah. for me. I just like it a lot. Okay. Used Cars. Okay. okay. It's definitely not PG. You guys, we're not. Definitely, yeah. No, I don't think we're there's anything PG. I watch that is <laughs> yeah. anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you collect anything? Um, no, not really. I mean, I dabble in a little bit. You know, I've got a few guns because I hunt, and I've okay. got. I, if I collected anything, it would be hats. You know, over the years, I mm-hmm. if I saved them all, I'd have thousands. But I'll uh, I'll collect them all, and then eventually I'll just sell them or throw them away and start over but kind of a hat junkie and wait. i don't wear one that often but i like still, ball caps ball caps wait so yeah. your wife doesn't get rid of them no no she lets me that we have a if i <laughs> opened a drawer in our garage I, I i'm pretty organized so i have a drawer that's just completely stuffed full of hats oh, so what a good that's wife. a problem because like my husband he starts to get a collection i'm like i sneak them out to goodwill <laughs> I don't think I'd even think about touching them. No? No, yeah. Mm-mm. Does McCook, like, do they get a different, like, logo every year? So- you know, we, we've kind of become like Nebraska over the years is the MC or the, you know, we call it our bison head. It's, a, mm-hmm. it's the saber from the Buffalo Sabres years ago. That's kind oh, of it. Okay. And so okay. it, it you can only try to spice up something so much. True. So you just go with the MC and call it good. Yeah. So. Okay. If I was to give you $1 million right now, what would you buy? Um, well, what would I buy? Yes. What would I buy? Land, because there's only so much of it. Yeah. Good. Good. Mm. Good. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if there's any around here, but (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Wherever you can find it. Wherever you can find it. That leads into the next question. What is your favorite hunting season? Um, turkey. I'm an avid turkey hunter. Try to... 
I tried, I, I, uh, we, my fam, our family, we own land down in Kansas and then here. So I'll try to every year shoot, uh, my Kansas and Nebraska birds. So cool. it's kind of a nice. passionate thing with my group. I got a group of friends all the way from high school and we meet every year and spend oh, a week together awesome. in the woods and awesome. then, uh, you know, raise my, my son, DJ, him and I go. So I'll mm-hmm. try to make sure I have at least five or six different hunting trips to That's awesome. bag bow? a bunch of birds. Do you bow? So. Um, I I crossbow a little bit, okay. but mainly shotgun. Okay. He he bows, and a bunch of my buddies do. Gotcha. So, just but not the bow hunter guy. Where, where we live, the turkeys run <clears throat> rampant. Like my son tries yeah. to catch them afoot. Sure, so, sure. Yeah, yeah, they're crazy. This will be my littlest one's first year to go turkey hunting. The, each girl's gotten oh. one so far. No, actually, she got, she got one last year. I take that back. Yeah, we took her out of school. <laughs> oh, is that frowned upon? Oh yeah, no, I, yes. I took DJ out of school. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is it true that you're a Dallas Cowboys fan? Absolutely. Die hard from a little kid. So <laughs> How do you find these things out? <laughs> I know people. Um, how would your past players describe you? I think uh, passionate. I think... Uh, um, I don't know if... Uh, personal. I, you know, I, I developed relationships with those guys. I mean, I would hope that those guys from years ago, you know, we, we became friends. It's not just a... You'll always be coach. But uh, the relationships that uh, uh, you built, especially in those early years with kids, you know, I've been in people's, I've been in players' weddings, I've been the host couple, I've, you know, I mean, just, just developing that kind of relationship to where it's a lifelong bond. Um, You dial the phone and they answer and yell coach right in, you know, so uh, I'd rather be known about that than. You know, and trust me, there's plenty of the stories they can all give you about, mm-hmm. you know, Coach Gross going nuts or this or that or all the <laughs> stories that come associated with a, a sport like football, combative. But uh, I would hope that it was the personal relationship and, and you know, give them some life lessons. Mm-hmm. So, What is your biggest uh, career success story? Um, I think, you know, th- this is one of my mottos when I got into coaching and I think it's what I pride myself the most on. And it's not winning a championship or it's just consistency. I wanted, I wanted our kids to be consistent. When we came to practice, we were consistent. They knew what we were doing. When we showed up on Friday night, we were consistent and we won. Um, you know, if I'm proud of, you know, statistical stuff, we, I coached for 23 years and ended up with an 80% winning percentage, 210 wins and only 50 losses. That's consistent. Right. So, you know, we won some big games. mm -hmm. We, we lost some big, we, we got to the championship five times and won two and, and lost three. We made the semifinals 10 times, won five, lost five, but it was consistent. We were always there. So, when people ask me that one secret years ago, the, the, he's the head coach at, at uh, uh, was it Hutch Juco? It's been all over. Anyway, it was at Fort Hayes. He sat me down. He goes, what's your one thing? And I just said, be consistent in everything you do. You know, what you do it for us, what we did Tuesday night at 4.30, we're going to do it the first week. And if we're getting ready for the state finals, Tuesday at 4.30, we're doing the same thing. The kids know what to expect. And so that's something in the coaching world I've, I'm ever so proud of is is just developing that. That's good. So, oh, and personal hurts. relationships. Yes. Yeah. That trumps everything. You know, I mm-hmm. believe that you – you know, people talk about and say kids change. Kids don't change. It's the adults that change. So if you, I don't care if I'm 54 now or when I got my, when I was 
29 years old when I became the head coach at McCook. Um, it's me that would have changed over the years, not them. Um, you've seen a lot of long, long time coaches in every single facet that have success because they build those relationships with kids. So this is so good. I feel like this is a job interview (laughs) for us. For us. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Who was your greatest influence as a child? Um, you know, I, my idol growing up and that influenced me a lot was Roger Staubach. Um, you know, and, and he was the cowboy, he was the cow, Mr. Cowboy, the Dallas, but he was, uh, you know, a Navy man, a Heisman trophy winner. And if you follow him at all, and, but as I kind of, besides that influence, you know, your parents obviously, but, um, I had a coach just like everybody. Why, why did I go into education? A coach I had a coach that inspired me and he was, uh, our defensive coordinator is our head wrestling coach. And I got the pleasure of playing for him. And then I went to college and within a couple of years, I got the pleasure of getting hired as a young guy at 20 years old and went in and got a coach with him for eight years. That's and cool. so, um, he's, he's, he's passed, uh, but his name was Bob Coon down in Hayes. He was, and so he was just a, an idol. I still view him as an idol to this day. And he really left that lasting impact on me because, you know, you, you got to be inspired by somebody. And he's one that inspired me in the education world, without a doubt, and the coaching. That's awesome. When you were a child, what did you want to be when you grew up? Um, grew up in a farming community. So, you know, always tried convincing myself I wanted to uh, be in the ag. In fact, I went to college as a uh, as ag business to be a county extension agent. But um, education and, and coaching was always passionate of mine. And, and so pretty soon I switched from uh, ag business into the education field, um, really because the coaching took over my blood. And to be a coach, and I wanted to coach high school kids, I needed to be a teacher. And so, um, but I really... You know, your goals change as you go, but it was education. But from the, from the get-go, I knew at some point my goals were to be ultimately to be a high school coach and then to become a principal. And, uh, you know, so that's kind of was always my path. And when I got to McCook, I thought, I'm going to be here for five years. I'm going to coach. I'm going to have my master's done. I'm going to move on and go be a principal somewhere. And, you know, you guys are kind of like me. You come to McCook, you fall in love with the community, decide it's a great place to raise kids. McCook afforded me the opportunity to move into administration as I, as I have and have worked my way through. So there was no need to chase those dreams. I kind of believe in water in your own grass. It ain't greener somewhere else. I had a lot of job opportunities over the years to leave and go to bigger towns, bigger schools. But yeah, it's just it's pretty hard to leave this. I, I find this a fascinating, great place. So. I literally used that same term the other day. I was like, my grass is perfectly fine here. Yeah. Like I don't need to go looking for the other, the grass isn't greener for me. Yeah, right. no, it, it yeah. is. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Okay. Last question. Okay. If I was directing a movie, Lena and I were directing a movie about okay. your life. Who would you like the actor to be for you? My buddies would all tell you John Belushi, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Could be an interesting movie. <laughs> Probably, uh, I don't... Boy, that, that is, uh, that's, fun. that's a tough one in today. I, I'm not a movie buff in today's world to know, but, you know, I, I don't... Somebody that, 
John Candy. I mean, somebody that right. has a great uh-huh. sense of humor. I mean, I, I say that looking for a bigger guy. It doesn't have to be personality looks, but, uh, you know, somebody that uh, equates across all spectrums. And I think mm-hmm. that's what I've tried to do in my career. So, so that was all the questions. That was a good, you did really sure. good. Good yeah, warm good. up. That was good. Awesome. Wow, that's warm like, up. Okay. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, that was 12 <laughs> minutes of just straight, mm-hmm. lots of knowledge there. So where did you, you grew up in Nebraska? I grew up in Kansas, Hayes, Kansas. So, oh. uh, you know, grew up, we, my, my dad farmed and worked for, a, was an electrician with uh, the Bell Corporation, Southwestern okay. Bell. And um, just eventually, as I said, my path was through school and went to Fort, stayed home and went to Fort Hayes. And a couple of years in, um, the school needed some coaches and I applied and Lo and behold, I started coaching and kind of did that, you know, junior high to freshman to within a couple of years, I was a bar. So I'd coached three years already before football? I grew up football. football. And okay. I was, I was football and I was the head of American Legion baseball coach yeah. down in I heard that in as Hayes. well. That you were yeah. So I used you were to be a baseball coach first, used right? Used to be baseball was my passion and really? still am a diehard it's, baseball yeah. person. Um, but when you become so inundated in football, that's so time consuming that it just kind of had to give one or the other. And Mm -hmm. so I took the football path, um, was out of education for five years. So when I graduated, my father passed away right about the time I was finishing up college. So I stayed and, and ran the family farm and kept coaching. And then I hooked on with a, didn't want to move because I was still taking care of the farm and I uh, hooked into a, a medical company it was a home health care and nursing agency and worked my way up through those five years into the operations management of the company and um it's where I met my wife so I was gonna it, say, that I was, was I feel like this yeah, is, yeah it was yeah. it was a it was a point of my life that not a lot I want to remember or think about yeah. other than the fact that I I did meet Diana um mm-hmm. Uh, she came to work for the company and uh, in in the HR department, and we kind of started dating, and then we got married. And the kind of a traumatic experience. We got married. She was pregnant with Lexi, and the company gets sold, and they call me in, and they sent me out to lay off 180 people in two days. And the first person I had to start with was her. So what? I laid my wife oh off, my went went on a plane gosh. from town to town and laid all these people off. And the next day I stayed home to uh, uh, take her to appointment, uh, check up yeah. with the doctor right. for the baby. And they call me while I'm at the doctor and say to call the office. They laid me off over the phone. And what? so when I got done, Andy it was like, oh world. my. We're about I'm, to have I'm our done. first baby. Yeah. Oh so. my gosh. So... Then the funny story of how did it come to be McCook, Bob Fuller was the head coach and principal in McCook. And he had... Sorry, is that relation to like Fuller's? uh, No, no, it's not. It's not. Interesting. So Bob Fuller, friend of mine for years, had coached up all over. I mean, I I knew him because his son played at Fort Hayes. He had just left McCook to become the new head coach at Hayes. And so him and I were already working together. I was going to be an assistant for him. Well, I called him up and I said, Bob, man, I got to find a job. My, my wife and I both got laid off, bought a house, expecting a baby. And he goes, well, we haven't hired anybody McCook yet. He goes, send your resume in to, at the time, Larry Molring was a longtime 
CAD. Well, within a matter of two weeks from sending my resume in to boom, I got offered the job. And so uh, kind of a funny story was I rented, I would bring a load of, of Bob's stuff from, or I'd bring a load of my stuff from Hayes to McCook, and then I'd load <laughs> some of his and drop them off. So we kind of moved each yeah. other, oh, and we goodness. both had common friends, and all of the coaches were friends of him and the coaches in Hayes. So we kind of helped introduce each other to the community and still to this wow. day consi- consider him a mentor. But that's kind of how the whole McCook that's crazy, thing, crazy story. Crazy. You, you kind of never know your path. And mm-hmm. I accepted the job in McCook. We signed the papers. We went home and put our house up on the market at like nine in the morning and at one o'clock it had sold for asking price. Is that, and if that's not oh, a sign. Yeah, it was a sign. Right. Oh, it was kind sure. of God's taking care of yeah. us. This yeah, is all that's gonna right. work out. It's all going to be fine. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. So. Did your wife, was she able to get a job when she um, moved up when here or did you? She, when she first came here, she, she bounced around a little bit at mm-hmm. some different stuff um, until eventually she became the HR manager over at Tri-Valley in mm-hmm. Cambridge and then uh, switched to McCook. So those first few years were a little taxi and I'm the football coach. I was coaching wrestling at the time, teaching alternative ed. She's working in Cambridge. We have two little oh. kids. So oh, goodness, you guys yeah. know you've all yeah. been there. I'm working yeah. on my master's. Yeah and coaching Great multiple sports so um when people when kids when the the new generation of teachers mm-hmm. and coaches say you know i can't do that's too much boy <laughs> you, yeah. you know you don't know especially with it online sure. i was driving to Kearney yeah. um for classes while doing that so oh, i didn't even think of that yeah wow. so the the you're not that old <laughs> now one of those first summers though i was you know run in the weight room, get up at six in the morning, run the weights till 10. Ugh. I'd get in the car. I'd have to be at Carney for class from one to four. I'd get back, have weights oh at four 30 and then have McCook football league at mm. night. So that was a long summer. So, but you had to do what you had to do to right. get wow. yourself moved on the pay scale to yeah. Yeah. take yeah. care of your future, yeah, you for know, sure. for your future, for your yeah, family. You, you gotta, you gotta struggle a little bit. Before. Absolutely. Yeah. Was yeah. that a, was that a dark time? Like when you both lost your jobs, or in the whole scheme of every, you know, you lost your dad when early, yeah, I would yeah. say. Like, what was that time like? Um, it was, it was a, you know, le- I would say leading through that, the years I was out of education and things, I was kind of lost in the fact I wasn't sure my path. I knew I wanted to be a head football coach, but I was in a path that wasn't leading me there. Right. So from that standpoint, I would say that. But, you know, once once her and I started dating and, and once Diane and I set a future together, even though that was traumatic, losing our jobs, we still were young and in love and mm-hmm. you know oh, we were going to yeah. get through it no yeah. matter what That's and awesome. and good. then that led to the best decisions that ever happened of coming here and and raising a family so um i wouldn't say dark, darker days than obviously the the last 25 years leaving in living in McCook at least but mm-hmm. it was really happened early march and by late april i was the head football coach at McCook so it all worked out so That's awesome yeah. Well, and that's a great lesson. Like so many people get stuck in that thing that happens in the moment mm-hmm. when it, that can be the blessing in the end. You know, if you wouldn't have lost your job, yeah. you know, McCook, right. that window of it being open and that opportunity may not have been. Yeah. Again. And it was, yeah. I had like three, two, two or three interviews right in a row, right through there. You know, I applied at Colby, Kansas and Belleville, Kansas, and actually went and interviewed at a military school in Salina, St. John's. Thank military goodness Academy. you got the good state in Nebraska. Yeah. You know, it just worked. I got up and I'd only, I think I'd been to Nebraska once in my life through that. Oh. So, you know, and a funny story is you talk about you know, where McCook is and the travel. Yeah. Well, I was at a bigger school in Kansas. I mean, Hayes is like a North Platte yeah. type. 
And, uh, you know, we played liberal and garden and dodge and, you know, great Bend. you're familiar with all those from the Jayhawk league. Um, and I thought the travel was really bad there. And I took this jab and I pulled the map out and I'm thinking Scott's bluff, where's, and I look (laughs) and then Garing and Alliance. I'm like, Holy moly. So, uh, that was an adjustment learning to live, (laughs) live, uh, you know, on a bus. Yeah. So on a bus in central time zone. Yes. That's my thing. Playing mountain, playing mountain time zone. So, yeah. I have so many questions going back to like you saying, you know, your first years of coaching and how you did all these things, you know, you're doing the weight room and all that. I think one thing like with coaches and you might be different in the high school, but younger coaches, they don't, they don't realize that you have to have that little bit of grind before you get where it's oh, a little yeah. bit easier. Oh yeah. It's like all these younger coaches, they think they're just going to jump right in and it's going to be. Yeah. Hoorah. Well, they, they come out of college and they want to be a coordinator or head coach. Yeah. And it's, you, you gotta, know, you gotta, you, you gotta pay your price. You gotta, you gotta grind a little bit dues. first. Um, you know, I just knew when, when I started coaching and the coach said, Hey, go fold the game jerseys and put them away or go hang the, you know, whatever, or go wash the clothes, man. I was excited. I was, that's part of coaching. It didn't matter, you know, Hey, go, go take this diagram and draw 40 of them for me instead Mm -hmm. of using, you know, but, using a copier and I was like yeah whatever because to me it was part of the job it was exciting and you don't find that now I actually towards the last few years of my year my career I was amazed to myself at how much more of the little things I took on as my longtime older coaches were retiring and I was bringing new guys in Mm -hmm. I was doing more of the little stuff than I had even when I started and and it is because it's just a generational change that's mm-hmm. uh you know i don't want to i don't want to put anybody down but some right, of the yeah. duties almost seem like they're they're uh beyond them you right. know what i'm saying yeah so. yeah i agree 100 percent. i mean i'll i'll wash laundry every oh absolutely i'm like this yeah. is part of it yeah. so yeah um yeah i have so many questions lena <laughs> how do you when you're dealing with young players coming onto the team who maybe aren't going to get the playing time that they want or get what they feel they're owed, just what you shared. How do you talk them through like, Hey, this is just as part of it. Like, you know, I I think that from, you know, and it, the, the, the quirky line that you hear at McCook high school that I brought years ago, we are one. Um, it's, it's easy to say it's a saying, but it has to become part of your fiber and you have to start them when they're young, understanding that, um, you know, every single person on the field is important. The kid that never plays, if I don't have him to practice against, who am I going to practice right. against? Um, in a couple of those state championship teams, the best team we ever faced was every week in practice because they were ready to play the following year. So you, you just got to keep selling that mentality. And then when you have that, you know, it, it's it's the the point I would make to to you, Lena, would be the the fourth year, the senior that very rarely gets to play, but he's come out every year. You just got to keep convincing him how important he is to the team. You got to make sure that the leadership on the team treats him as important. And then the first opportunity, one of the one of the most heart strucking I ever had. It was towards the end of my career. I was, I know it was 2018. We were playing Hastings, and we were ahead 42 to nothing at half, and the game got over. And we were all talking, and one of my coaches told me, yeah, I, I never got John Doe in, mm-hmm. and he's a senior, and it just broke my heart. I mean, I, 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 needless to say, had a pretty stern 
lecture for the coach and then um, went over and made sure I met with the kid and the parents and Mm -hmm. said, it just happened. We're sorry. It won't ever happen again. I think you got to, you got to be genuine in that. You truly got to treat those kids as, as a major part of the team and everything you do, because it it is a lot of work and effort Mm -hmm. and everybody lives in a world of gratification. There's no gratification, not playing on game day. And I think, I don't remember, I was talking to one of his past players one time and I asked this very similar question and he answered it something along the lines, like every one of, every one of us is important on our team, but we got to know like how we are important to our team. And like, you made it very clear to them. So, I mean, there's only one starting, it's easy to uh, say there's only one starting quarterback, but there's literally only one starting left tackle too. And, you know, and, um, I always tried to believe that we were better in numbers. So hope to always have 20 to 25 seniors. And there's always a place on the football field to sneak a kid in somewhere Mm -hmm. and try to give them a part. That's not as easy when you're talking about a you know, a six foot, 250 pound lineman, there's not a lot of special teams that call for that position. (laughs) So then you got it. You got to play him in the first quarter or the second quarter and not have to have that mentality to hold on and play him at the end of the game. Football is because of all those positions. We do have the easier job. I can, I had a coach here years ago and his, his kid was uh, just could tell he was never going to be a great wide receiver or DB. He was, he was short he was little and he was slow. Not a great combination. Convinced him as a sophomore to become a holder. Started for three years for us as a holder. I always told him, "You're our all-state holder." <laughs> you know, let's, we got we got the the best holder in the world, and that's really all he did. But man, he was important to the team because yeah. we found that role for him. Which so. yeah, and sometimes you have to do that. You got to like look at their yeah. what they have right. and what they can give, and right. then move them. Yeah. Uh, do you do you know like off the top of your head how many? players that you coached that went on to play college football oh at one point i was keeping track of it and then i kind of stopped it's well in the 50s 60s yeah Yeah. you know we've had we've had i know we've had 10 to 10 to 11 division one and the division two would be just a massive list between shadron and carney and fort hayes and you know that that level of school used to be uno we put a lot Mm -hmm. of kids to uno um, and then the G pack, we, we supply them regularly. So we've had a lot, a lot of kids. I think at one, well, in 2002, when we won the state championship, we had 10 kids in the spring of three commit to colleges off of one team and they don't all stick, oh so cool. but right, when you yeah, got right, that yeah, many sure. kids, but still, yeah, you know, yeah. so, but yeah, I know that that number's large. Mm-hmm. It's a large number, um, you know, and when you win and you have kids of that caliber, then they're going to get looked at. Yeah. You, you're yep. a college coach. Yeah. Where are you going? You're going right. to, you know, you're McCook's, McCook's 12 and one or 13 mm-hmm. and 0 every year, or no disrespect. If they're listening, you're driving down and, you know, Holdridge up the road or Lexington is two and seven. You're not stopping there. Exactly. You're coming in. Yeah. And so, you know, that, that they afforded our kids a lot. And then with that becomes relationships. So I had great relationships with all the college coaches. And it's funny because and not taking any away from Coach Vitro, Coach Vitrosky right now, mm-hmm. but I have the relationships with the colleges, so they're still calling me. Yeah. You know, they're they're recruiting Adam Duggar right now and Eli Kaler and and the Gomez Wilson brothers and these guys because they know me. They're calling me, tell me about them. Yeah, and so I always say, now make sure you call 
make sure you bring uh, Coach yeah. Vitrosky into the loop. Well, but. I think it'd be pretty hard to step like completely step away. I mean, you're, sure. you're stepped away from coaching, but sure. like you're still gonna have those connections. People yeah. Are still gonna, oh, absolutely. Yeah, you're still probably going to games. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe. Yeah. I, I Besides go. September 9th, you can come to our event. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Instead of homecoming. Yeah. Which Did we they found play football on that night? Just kidding. Yeah. I'll be in Washburn. I'm sorry. I'll be at uh, Topeka on September 9th oh. and 10th. So. You know, and that was a big thing for me getting out is yeah. the ability to go. I'll watch your I coached son. all these kids, oh, yeah, for sure. and I, I wanted to go watch your son play. my own son. Mm-hmm, and my sure. last year of coaching, we played in Plattsmith, mm-hmm. and um, it was it was COVID. And so in the MIAA had canceled most of their season, but they played a game down in Pittsburgh, Kansas mm-hmm. at Pitt State. And so we we took the trek and went and, you know, rode the bus, coached in Plattsmouth, and then got on a bus and ended up in Pittsburgh, Kansas at three in the morning. And the game was at 11 and, and oh. they played. And then right back, because you got, you know, you got football work and things yeah. to do. It's like, it's not fair to... Multiple people. Number one, my wife. It, mm-hmm. She she's been a loyal soldier all those years. It's not fair to her. It's not fair if I miss my son's game, and it's not fair to the team if I'm so wore out and tired. You know, and I, I've watched a million miles of a million films over. You know, it used to be VHS. We would have to do VHS in the car. That's not easy. Mm-hmm. We'd have the little TV with the the player, and then it turned into DVDs and the computer. To now, everything's on you know Huddle or digital, but it's still just being there. And then having to always be back on Sunday to get ready for. And when I was the principal, that magnified that. My work for football had to be done on the weekend because I didn't have as much time during the the week because Mm -hmm. you're administering and leading a building of 500 kids and 50 staff members. So, you know, that magnified it and just knew it was time. Mm -hmm. Did it change your passion for teaching when you were able to kind of leave the field and kind of change your role because now you're focusing on on less I guess does that um help me help me understand your like question. when you no longer had to be the coach okay and you're stepping into a new role and so more focused on the building and the kids and not that you weren't before yeah. but yeah. you have that one less I don't want to say distraction but that one less thing that you had that consumed a lot of your time and sure energy. you know that was part of my rationale between when when the business manager job at McCook came open and I was already thinking it was time to get out of football, as long as I was the principal and the building leader, I was still going to have to be at everything. I mean, you're at everything. So when I knew that was happening, I thought I can make a clean break mentally Mm -hmm. because my schedule is going to be freed up to allow me to go to Washburn, allow me to go to Pittsburgh State, um, and my job's going to change. And then it's also a little bit of selfishness by being in the role I'm in. I'm not in front of those kids every day. So it kind of took the pain away, the sting away. Last year, I went on vacation the week that McCook had the uh, their first football camp in town. Didn't want to look out the window. Oh, just see. didn't. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah you know, so. It'd be hard. You know, prob- probably I got through the retirement thing, or yeah. I'm not retired. I got through <laughs> the not coaching thing yeah. really easy. Yeah. The hardest thing I did last year of any of it was McCook's, uh, you know, high school football starts the week before college, and McCook had a home opener, and my nephew, Mitch's son's playing, and all the coaches are my guys. Joe played for me, mm-hmm. coached with me, you know, had to be there. 
And all the people from all over the state, my buddies that have retired, they all said, don't go, don't go, don't go. Well, I went and that was, it was hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, even though the guys put a headset on me and I got upstairs and I was helping them, it still was, it was different. I didn't know my place. Yeah. Um, and then I needed, we went the next week right away to Crete, did the same thing. And then I told, um, we got to the car after the game and I told Diana, I said, I got to got to stay away for a while mm-hmm. and then i i started doing some other stuff i went to you know jace doolin a former player of mine's over at cozad i went and watched cozad adam central mm-hmm. i went to minden to watch longtime friend of mine coach gum coach and just had to move away from the bison mm-hmm. for a little bit but yeah. uh, it, it, everything's way easier now because i'm at peace with my decision and i truly this is hard to believe you'll you'll get there uh, yeah I, 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 I'm good. I, I, I was, it was time to be done. It was time to be done. So that doesn't mean I won't coach again. Whenever I do pull the plug on being a, you know, business manager or if, you know, wherever the road takes me, but there's always a passion. I can always go back and coach again. So I just, one thing I recognize now being out is even if I go back, it would be really hard to ever be a head coach again because of that commitment. Mm-hmm. And you know what I'm talking yeah. about, the difference of being a head and assistant. Yeah. So, My goal is always to coach as long as my kids are in school. Yeah. And then when they get to college, then maybe that's the time. Oh yeah, yeah, that's nice. Yeah, and you know we had a we had a ball last year. Uh, Hunter Hayes plays it at uh, Emma Cook grad plays at UNK, and Zach Schlager, who's kind of like my own son. I mean, Russ and Bev are be- great friends, and and you know, uh, so we have a great. You know, we got three McCook kids and we traveled together and Brad and Molly and we went last year to Central Missouri and then we went to Chiefs cool. games and we went down to, you know, the plaza and we messed around in Oklahoma City. We had plans. So we turn every every weekend into right. an event instead yeah. of just running to a game. September 1, the, the Lopers play in uh, Missouri Southern and we've already got <gasps> reservations in Branson for I the whole players. weekend. I so. have players that have went, they are playing in Missouri southern yeah. this year awesome. so it's been the, the changeover has been good it's yeah. been good for the family and good for everything i think probably was the hardest on my daughter lexi because she's viewed me forever as you know it's all she's ever known the football mm-hmm. coach and then the principal and so it was <laughs> of the right. family it was yeah. kind of hard on her yeah. um you know dj was good at it. and dj wants to be a head football coach kind of one of those and he's going into education i guess if there's one of those retirement dream things is he gets his own job and I can go help him take oh, orders from him. Oh, see how that's that awesome. goes. Yeah, that so, is. That's cool. So, that's so really since cool. we've had some of your past players on yep. here, let's pick on them a little bit. Okay. <laughs> Why did you pick Josh Cherry to be a kicker when the guy yes. can't even touch his toes? Oh, uh, you know, the flexibility is horrible. <laughs> so, horrible. so we heard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, we had uh, we had a kicker, Trent Lyons, uh, Chad Lyons in mm-hmm. town, his son. Trent was an all-state kicker, and he was coming up and kicked all the time. And Josh just kind of got passionate about it. And, uh, you know, I, I'm friends with his dad, and we kind of started talking. And so we just kind of hooked him up, and he started kicking. And I know it's weird that a, a kicker, 
um, would be unflexible, but man, he, the, the, the ball got off of his foot, like nobody's business. And so, um, you know, people talk about if in the, in the realm of football, Omaha central for years was known as I back high. And it was kind of funny. Cause we used to always laugh McCook. If you're known it's, it's kicker high. Cause we had, there was a six or seven year period. We had the super state all Nebraska. I mean, the top dog in Nebraska, like five of those years between Josh, between, uh, Trent, Lions, uh, you know, uh, we, we just had a Bryce Lions was a super state kicker. Uh, Matt Chitwood was an unbelievable kicker. And I'm going to leave some out. We Chitwood. had we had so many kickers, so yeah. many years in a row. Mm. Chad Stoll was a really good kicker. Uh, Jeff Lorenz. I mean, just a lot of names over the years. We yeah. just always had a good kicker. Did, was there anything with Josh like that set him aside from like other players? Like you know, the athleticism, the size, the you know. You know, yeah, he played at K State and was a you know a Big Twelve kicker, but um, man, he was a really good athlete. He was he was a really really good safety, and he was a really really good uh, quarterback, or could have been a wide receiver if we mm-hmm. chose. What he had a lot of athletic, but above and beyond what set Josh aside was his competitiveness. Yeah, you, you guys, everybody sees the fun loving, quirky, but man, get him get his get him back to a corner and yeah. watch him come fighting out of there. He's as competitive as they can be, and if you are around the chair family at all that that comes natural i mean that's how his dad is very competitive and so you know josh is one of those guys that uh you know i've grown up with the family and things but very very close and do a lot of stuff together with still today any any good stories on josh you could tell us oh not not over the radio probably (laughs) no explicit (laughs) i would believe that i would believe that (laughs) no uh, just a funny from yesterday is i don't know they're 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 i don't want to release all their secrets but they got a new business coming out. I don't oh, know we've already heard about. We've already heard about. So, yep. so cherry picker. So I helped them unload all their crates and get <gasps> them off the stuff? truck, and oh, the yeah. stuff's coming in. Yeah. And uh, you know, I guess I don't want to be X-rayed or anything, but I, I we was down there over lunch period yesterday, and we're ripping into boxes, and they're like kids in a candy store. <laughs> oh, Guys, gosh. they're twenty-eight pallets full of oh, everything in America. Yeah. And I said to him, just joking, when I was getting ready to leave, I said. Boy, you let me know when you open up that first box that came from Adam and Eve or Dr. John's, right? Because, well, it wasn't It wasn't 20 minutes later. I get a text of a picture of Shut some uh, no. yeah, some stuff, and I, so I yes. just laugh. So. Oh, my gosh. That is hilarious. So, yeah. We're going to have to text. Oh, that yeah. is so we awesome. Would like, we would like a first discount. <laughs> yeah. So, so funny oh stuff. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah. That's so, so Just uh, spent a lot of time with them, so great. Yeah. Great family. He was a good football player, and uh, we uh, we had some great memories. in uh, In 2006 was his senior year. I got named to coach in the U.S. All American uh, mm-hmm. game, which has since changed over and is now the all the Under Armour game. You know, mm-hmm. you got the Army, yeah. the yep, yep. excuse me, the Army game and the Under Armour game. And um, Josh was the player I took with mm-hmm. me, and we uh, so we spent. Eight glorious days in Shreveport, Louisiana, down there as, as families and stuff. In the, right, it was right. It was between Christmas and New Year. The game was on uh, December thirtieth. Oh, so, how yeah. cool! Though. Yeah, it was. It was awesome. No, it was, excuse me. It was on January second. So because we spent New Year's Eve down there. Oh, but that's so great, cool. great, great memories, and cool. obviously you develop a bond yeah, when you spend sure. that much time together. That's so. awesome. Okay, what about uh, Cherokee Conroy? He claims he's like. Cherokee is name oh, yeah. Christian. Yeah, yeah. He claims he's like a natural athlete. You can be honest um, with us. 
<laughs> not not a lot of athletic in that body. Um, you know, I, I would always... Uh, how do I put it? We call him Shock Me Conroy. It's, it's a thing from my son. That's what I call him, Shock Me Conroy. So, um, but, uh, you know... He outkicked his coverage with his wife. Oh, yes, he, he did. He outkicked his yes. coverage being able to, he started as a senior on the offensive line for us. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I don't know, maybe I maybe our line coach had just loved him to death, but uh, not a lot. Of, he had the perfect role, but being the, I think he was an eight-year pitcher for MCC. Yeah, Is that right? Is that how so. long he was there? I think that's how many so, yeah, seasons like he was him. in there. So, I've looked at his transcript. Yeah. <laughs> He's got every associate's degree possible. Yeah. You know what? He <laughs> was uh he, he's one of those kids that you just who can't love chris I mean, oh, he's a great yes, guy and his, that's right when he was kind of floundering around a little bit about career path it's like that's when i hired him as a para uh-huh. got him into the alternative school uh, you're going to sit here and you're going to take care of at-risk kids which he's so good with yeah. and you're going to get your degree and you're going to take classes and so that was one of those mentor mentor mentee things where there wasn't a lot of option no chris you're going to do this mm-hmm. um you know we got him involved in coaching football he even helped girls basketball for a while he's done yes, helped with track <laughs> he's done a little bit of everything you know obviously worked at the ballparks but uh, um <clears throat> sometimes you see things in our athletes and our kids and you mm-hmm. know what they need to be and chris needs to be in education because he's such a difference he's so maker good. for he's kids so good. Yeah. yeah so yeah. yeah but going back to the original question not a lot not, not a lot of <laughs> what did he call himself did he call himself a natural he did athlete call himself a natural athlete yeah yeah or something like natural yeah. i have all these natural abilities yeah or, or, oh, no on. genetically gifted Genet- he's genetically gifted at growing facial hair <laughs> in a hurry that's his that gift he is. that is he is very and i guess something uh, yeah. to brag about yeah. what about did you coach smalley and holtis um i coached holt smalley i sm- my first year here scott would have been scott is pretty old yeah i, I think yeah. he would have been a sophomore or junior i'd have to mm-hmm. go back and yeah. and uh, coached him for one year. He didn't come out his senior year. Oh, yeah. But Jeff was, yeah, one of my guys. Jeff mm-hmm. is probably one of my most emotional moments as a as a head coach. Jeff and I very close, have mm-hmm. a great relationship. Um, but uh, uh, Jeff started as a junior at uh, cornerback and was just a stalwart of our defense. But we had three really, really, really good corners, and the other two guys were a little bit littler. Ben Klug was a, a oh, super ben. state guy. Uh, Dr. Klug, Wait, I should sorry, say. Ben? Young Dr. Klug. He's like Klug. little. Yeah, well, he was, he was, uh, he has our school record for interceptions really? and went on was all conference at Hastings. Oh, well, wow. him and Jeff started, and we had another kid that didn't come out as a sophomore that, that that came back as a junior named Adam Koch, where Alan Koch were the sheriff's son. And well, well, Koch ended up being just this unbelievable and somebody had to move. So I went to Jeff and asked him to move to outside linebacker. Um, and we utilized his coverage skills and things in some schematic stuff we did and, and just was a huge, huge, uh, uh, benefit for us. Je- Jeff was a fabulous player. A funny story about Jeff is that, that Jeff's a ner- uh, uh, gets nervous. I mean, he's a nervous Nelly. And over the years, there were multiple times. First off, he's always finding the porcelain before the game. Just, just was that kind of kid. And then several times he would get so nervous, a coach would be running him in to find a bathroom, you know, during the game. Get a sub in for Holtus. He's going to be out for a little bit. Gosh, poor kid. Oh, I know yeah. the feeling, buddy. Yeah. I know the feeling. Oh, Our goodness. players, when they have to come in that first day and oh. they have to run, 
like the the mile oh. and they're all like is there a bathroom around and we're at the track yeah. usually at the high school I'm like there are no bathrooms here babe <laughs> like, oh my probably goodness. but but not the sad story but when i say emotional moment was you know when you're when you're a young coach you're trying to get to the the the, the semifinals are way bigger than the finals you got to get mm-hmm. to the show and i mean i i'm love these kids and we're passionate and we're playing Aurora in Aurora semifinals and we are just whipping their butt. I mean, Mm -hmm. just whipping their butt. And, uh, in the middle of the third quarter, um, Jeff gets undercut and he, he breaks both bones in his leg and a pretty horrific accident. And so the ambulance is carting him off and heck the ambulance ain't even out the gate. And then Spencer Walter, uh, Walter Plumbing, uh-huh. Spence yeah, runner yeah, yeah. in town. Spence is our running back, 1,000-yard uh-huh. rusher, and he gets bent over backwards, and he completely same in, same type of injury, but even more horrific to where the, his toes were touching the back of his leg. Shut and, the f- you know, and so you're sitting out there. We're we're winning handily, and this, and you lose, you lose your starting outside linebacker and wide receiver. And now you lose your starting middle linebacker and leading tackler and thousand yard rusher, and and uh, you know, so just a lot of emotion going on Yikes. in the body, yeah. you know. And and the next play, we get we get hit, we get Spencer hauled off the field, and the next play we ran a. We, we got in the wishbone and ran an ISO, I can remember to this day, and Trent Lyons ran it in for a touchdown, and the, the exclamation was sealed. But that whole night, you know, you're, you're balling with tears of excitement and emotion because you're going to the championship, right. but then you're just mm-hmm. really upset for Spence and oh, for, uh, yeah, for Jeff. They did, they didn't yeah, they, a, did, they didn't get a play it. in the finals. Yeah. But you know what? They they became great heroes and leaders for mm-hmm. the we, – we had a couple really, like I said, our best team we played all year we practiced against. Mm-hmm. So we had a couple great juniors, Alan Shires and Kyle Bedore, that stepped up and we, we you know w- – waltzed our way through the finals and then those guys the next year so i think the coolest thing this like listening to coaches is like you remember oh that was was like that was like oh four oh six you know and like you remember their names you remember the play yeah yeah you know that's like wow same thing like there's like some plays i just like remember in my head and you know and you go back you coach a lot more people than i do and you 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 have some special talents and special yeah. kids, but you, it's very rarely you get that group. And forever yeah. that O2, yeah. God, this is 20 years. We, we were actually talking about having a reunion, but I think we're going to hold off to 25. Mm-hmm. But you, uh, you know, you, sometimes you get a special group and then you sit back 20 years later and you think about that. So we have two or three doctors on one team. We have a couple engineers we have, I mean, the, the guys that, you know, I had 17 seniors this year. And if you looked at their lives 20 years later, the things That's they've went on cool. and accomplished, That's so cool. it, it's really cool to yeah. sit back and think about that, you That's know, awesome. um, you know, and, and, uh, guys that own businesses, oh, yeah. you know, and, and we had, you know, we had move-ins along the way that, that helped. Um, we had a really good quarterback. These guys did when they were young and he moved out and then the next year we had a, a kid moved in, Cray Dutoit. Um, he is uh, actually the president and, and one of the main 
main owners of GTA Insurance. Um, Cray was a, you know, he was the he was the he was the straw for us. He was the missing link when he got here, and we just took off. And he's surrounded with all those kids, and yeah, you're just it, it's pretty exciting, and it's cool yeah. because they're all ingrained in the community. I can't right. go by. Yeah. You can't. It, it, I'll tell you this, and now you know you can't go by Jolton Joe's without seeing the Bison Forty Five. Yes. Well, that's yeah, that's, that's so cool. the original. Yeah. Was Stuart Frazier, our fullback middle linebacker, and then Sam came later with the same same number and things. So our our football programs enriched. You know, Ferrells. We win our first state championship with uh, with uh, one of the Farrell boys on the team. And the previous time they'd won the state title was when his grandpa played in 1946. Oh, like, so cool yeah, that? just so connections awesome. throughout so that. Awesome. Yeah. 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 And you just, you know, you said like businesses in town, like just think of like the, you coached, you coached Josh Cherry, mm-hmm. you coached Nick Nothnagel. Yeah. He, had him in school. I yeah. didn't, he okay. didn't play football, oh, but, but ingrained oh, yeah. in, in what he yeah. did, you know, yeah, you and, know, and, just and like, Siegfried at the Copper oh, Mill. Yes, and, you know, yeah. you start going down. Uh, one so thing many. that this is a school thing, this is this is a community thing, but we as a school made a huge emphasis to start bringing our alumni back years mm-hmm. ago. You know, if you go down the hallways at McCook High School and the teachers and start looking, and that's not just McCook, it's elementary, it's everywhere, all those alumni coming back. Back. That's awesome. You know, yeah. um, when when Jeff Holtis was coming out and he he got a degree and and try or was working on a degree and we got him into education. It's like I'm going after Jeff and Caitlin. Yeah. We got them back. We've gotten Jeremy Young back and Richard Smock yes. and Joe Vitrosky, Ben Vitrosky, yeah. Joel Arterburn. I'm going to leave people out. Chris yeah. Conroy. You just you just keep bringing those kids. And you back. think like so that was like kind of a part of coaching and now it's also a part of your yeah. new role yeah. like you're, yeah. you're because you get to see you got to see how much they grew like you yeah. said mm-hmm. from athletics to where they are now yeah that's pretty cool it is cool and you know and, and probably from a standpoint those last couple of years when I coached when all my longtime older coaches that we had this when, when they all went away I kept replacing them one by one with mm-hmm. graduates to where you know our our 08 team might have been one of the we didn't get it done we lost in the semis but just a immense amount of talent I ended up with four guys on my coaching staff off of that one team with Jake Curl and Matt Barry oh, and Joe oh Vitrosky yeah, and Zach Curl. Weezer coached for a little yeah. bit here and is still helping in basketball and you know so that just was kind of a that was almost a next wave after the mm-hmm. that and in between we've got guys coaching like I said Jace Doolin coaches a head coach at Cozad and Jeff Lister Mitch Lister if you mm-hmm. you know Mitch his son is a coach down in Lawrence yeah. I mean and those guys that's that's family to me those yeah. guys are all ingrained through there so cool so, so cool and we'll bring a new wave some of the kids I've hit the last few years are mm-hmm. still in college and they'll be coming out right. and, and uh you know, get to follow their path. I, I helped line up Morgan Favre just a couple of weeks ago is, is, uh, you know, he does track at Shadron state mm-hmm. and, uh, the Shadron high coach called me and, uh, kind of got him hooked up and Morgan's coaching fo- high school football at Shadron high this, this fall. So oh, awesome. yeah, yeah. You know, really so awesome. just kind of get everybody, keep everybody into the game as right. much yeah. as you can. Yeah, that's so. pretty cool. Yeah. All right. So we've come to the part of the part of the show where we play a little bit of Lena says okay and I kind of explained this to you a little bit soon earlier on do you need time to think about one no I have a good oh, one. Ooh, okay I have a good oh, one I'm ready to go well I'm not but Lena is okay yeah. all right go so this is going to play off of something we talked about in a couple different facets earlier but you have a curly-haired puffy kid <laughs> that is not real fast not real flexible yep. um 
talks a lot. Wait, distracts this, this a lot. Up. This is just a made up. Okay, okay. it's just made up, yep. hypothetical. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. And you know, he he runs with all the guys that are you know that are playing and things. And you, you got to find a you got to find a fit. What, what, what do you do with that kid? How do you get him ingrained into your team? How do you get him ingrained into society? Lena I, I, says, I feel like probably still trying, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know his energy. And his enthusiasm, I'm imagining this person, is infectious. I feel like I know this person. I know, but But we don't. We don't. Okay, Okay, this is just a scenario. So much, and to me, attitude and personality bring so much. And so if he has that positive energy and that positive attitude, I feel like you can always make a place for that person. And regardless of how genetically gifted they may think they are, this imaginary person. But... You know, I, I don't know a lot about football to know where to place him. I would hide but. him in a special teams somewhere. <laughs> oh yeah, okay. yeah, right. That sounds, sure, I don't. That's yeah, well, I, I, you know, I think our original thought process was the guard on the field goal PAT unit. We could hide him there, <laughs> you know. Or what did so. Josh Cherry do? He said like he like ran down the field and like oh, yeah, scared people guy? or yeah, something. Yeah, he could have been one of those. Yeah, How, his the curly hair and fluffiness would have definitely scared yeah, me. Yeah, that's that was coming people. at me. Yeah, but that's all hid under the helmet. Good so point. unless but it still, was older and it like went underneath well wasn't it i heard it was really long in high school he had um he had the, longer yeah absolutely yeah. so it longer, might have there have been so. tufts of it coming out the or i probably would have been like do you want to wrestle maybe the wrestling team would be a good <laughs> Please, option yeah yeah, yeah. Wait, you, also that that, that was too. not working that was <laughs> that was not working so. <laughs> oh what a blessing he I, would I have can't been to any you team. coached wrestling too you know i wrestled all through god from second grade to kindergarten really? i got here funny story is when I was hired, they needed a freshman girls basketball coach. And so I was going to be the head football freshman girls basketball coach. And um, like a week before the season started, when football was over, um, the assistant wrestling coach's mother uh, ended up with cancer and he needed to bow out. And they so came you, and said, would you rather coach wrestling or freshman girls? Bad? Well, that was a no brainer. Yeah. Let so, me think about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, right and yes. then, yeah. you know, if you're a lifelong wrestler, like I was, yes. um, loved wrestling and things, but the wrestling commitment in the winter, especially coming off of, uh, football mm-hmm. is so brutal that, uh, well, two things happen. I don't want to delay your, no, you're no, fine. You're 2002, nice. we win the state title and we're, we, so I missed the first two and a half weeks of wrestling basically. And mm-hmm. the wrestling coach at the time, Dean Reichs, close friend, longtime people around mm-hmm. McCook know Dean. He, he is, his son's playing for me. Nate ended up being all conference, all American type player for UNK. Um, great, great state champion wrestler. Anyway, he gets activated to the military. And so right after the first of the year, Dean gets sent away. We're in Desert Storm or what, you know, yeah. the 2003 oh wow. era. And he gets sent away. So I end up being the head wrestling coach. So then fast forward to the next year, I finish the year out. Fast forward to the year, he's still not back. He's still not oh, back. He's still goodness. not back. And football season's coming to a close. Well, we're... We're 13 and 0 and in the state finals playing yeah. for the state championship again. Well, back then the sports overlapped by a few weeks. Mm-hmm. So we were having wrestling practice at six in the morning oh, for those that weren't on the football team. Bless. Practicing football <laughs> afterwards. Uh-uh. And then, I mean, we played the state championship used to be the, the, the uh, Saturday before um, Thanksgiving. 
you know, coach Monday have check-in Tuesday, right? The wrestling practice. So anyway, he finally came back, um, got back right around Christmas break of that year. We pulled some community people. Colt Holsick is still helping out. I kind of got him to help me and Steve Bales was helping me run the program. But uh, Dean got back and I I went into uh, Larry Mulring and Rick Haney, excuse me, was Mm -hmm. the AD at the time. And I convinced Rick, I go, what do you got to do to get me out of wrestling? (laughs) And he said, well, I'll let you get out of wrestling if you coach track, but you got to coach track this year. And I'm like, oh, so I got out of wrestling, but then went straight into track Uh, in the spring. And then after that, it balanced out from football. I just don't picture you as a wrestling guy. Uh, Wrestlers uh, are, like you said, they're like, you're like yeah, you're once yeah. you're a wrestler, you're a lifelong wrestler. Yeah, and I, I love watching the sport and loved involved. Yeah. Now when when DJ came through, you know, I you want did your DJ kid to be wrestle? Well, I, I I did the bad parenting move. I had him mm-hmm. wrestle as a uh, first and second grader mm-hmm. and he was okay. It maybe had a future. Well I took him to the Western Kansas State Championships, and he'd had like four matches in his life, and I took him down there, and he just got beat on. Oh, he was like, and <laughs> he was already taller than everybody in the grade, <laughs> oh, and he's gosh. like, Dad, I think I want to play basketball. It's like, okay, oh, so, yeah. oh. so, and then that, and then the flip side, and don't want to knock anybody in wrestling, yeah. but but it's much nicer being a basketball parent where you're not living in that gym every single, yeah. you know, you show up for a basketball game, it gets played, and you leave. Right. Show up for a wrestling meet, you wait yeah. for weigh-ins you wait for brackets and you can eat thanksgiving and, dinner yeah that's in right of your child and and the time i've coached at mccook and wrestling and then i was a heavyweight wrestler you're always last so you're the last one to yeah. get your bracket you're the last one to wrestle you're the last one to get your medal you're the last one to shower mm-hmm. you know so it was a big waiting game that i didn't have to go through in high school or with with my kids so my husband was a wrestler yeah so I just, but all I, sports, I'll watch all sports. Yeah. You know, I still am a baseball, like, you know, we talked earlier, yeah. still a baseball mm-hmm. junkie and go to games all the time. You know, I got a reason to go to, go to Omaha to a lot of games now with my daughter works for the Omaha storm chasers. Oh, cool. So oh, cool. we go down there and, and follow well, next time everything about visit, the, we should probably, we should yeah, probably get both yeah, the yeah, gross yeah, kids yeah, on here. Yeah. Oh, that would be fun. That would be fun. Was there uh, ever time your wife was like, mm, okay. No, she loved she she loved being a coach's wife. She loved oh, us being football. That's awesome. Yeah, she, that's and she awesome. was the Amazing. ultimate. I mean, Diana's you know she's put up with you know I could I always had the good sale job. Diana, I got to go to this four day clinic in San Antonio to work. I got to go learn about football. I got to go to the Glazier Clinic in Denver to learn about yeah. football. Mm-hmm. And she you know she bought the line oh, hook and sinker. Awesome. Let me go. Cool. She you know and she she. Uh, Probably spent more money coaching football than I ever made. I mean, while well, we get oh, paid peanuts, yeah, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and she yeah. put up with the fact that spent a large chunk of our kids' college funds on coaching clothes, and yeah, for sure. you know what I'm yeah. saying? Oh, and, yeah, I know. You exactly. know, and and, and yeah. I'm one of those. I'm a giver, so every Sunday night, all through football season, you know, our coaches come over to my house. Mm-hmm. We have our meetings in our house. The coaches do take time turns cooking and things mm-hmm. food the, right. the the wives bring food over but you know just always have drinks and yeah. unlimited whatever after game right. socials were at my house you just i, I believe you got to give those guys that put Same. their effort forth back to mm-hmm. you so Same. was um, that a normal thing the sunday night thing for all sports or was that just a football that's thing? a football i think thing. it's a football thing and why even, is that what's that and some schools go saturday or they may go Sunday mornings or it's just what I knew it worked best for me. I gave my coaches Saturday off. I said, Saturday's your day. You 
watch college football, go with your kids, go do whatever. But my rule for my coaches was at 10 o'clock Sunday morning, I had to have your work done on the computer. So I then had time to compile a game. And then Sunday night worked for us to put our game plan in and install. So it's okay. just kind that's of what, always that's been what I was that wondering way. What was, okay. You got to, you know, we're all, as much as we would love to be coaches full time, we all have other jobs. Right. And, mm-hmm. and once Monday morning hits, we're still educators first. Right. And I yeah. think that's one thing that has separated a lot of our coaches and success we had you know and when i you know my longtime coaches john gum and ron coleman and chad lyons and and jeff molring and dan shires these original guys that i had here russ schlager the reason we were all there everybody was great coaches they were great teachers first you know they're great in the classroom with kids Mm -hmm. and that that equates over so awesome this that has been awesome. so enlightening. Is, yeah. Thank yeah. you so much. Talk for hours. I know. I know. I Rich like Barnett is... and I can get on the radio oh, I, talk because oh, oh, yeah. he yeah. called every one of those games yeah. and talk about kids and plays and, That's so cool. and and memories and stuff. So it is kind of, it is, it is cool. And it's, you know, it's just a new generation. We just keep cheering for everybody and, and mm-hmm. moving on. You know, the future's bright in McCook and, and I love what I'm doing. I put a, if you drive around the schools right now and it's not just me, other people save money, but you know, in my new role, we put a huge emphasis on some facility upgrades and man drive by our track it, it gets painted next week I've the heard. stripes it's yes. gorgeous in our parking lots and mccook high school gym we put all new hoops and things in and cool. so just trying to keep giving that same passion instead of it being on the football field into the right. other things i do um, well if you ever feel like you need a coach again I always have a spot. <laughs> you could, you know, just dip in. And I, I, that there's that's the one sport <laughs> I know the le, the least about. Fun. It's oh, not. It's, you don't even need to know anything. It's I think all he's about a quick learner. So it's I a think team. Be okay. It's a team bonding thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's all absolutely. icebreakers every day. All absolutely. Day. There you go. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So to leave us, two questions. Okay. What is your caffeine of choice? Black coffee. Oh. I drink two things, black coffee and water, as I came in with a tea from the hub uh-huh, because I but, needed a little kick. But yeah. black coffee and water gets me through a day. So. Oh, okay. Amen. God, are you a black coffee I, gal, I too? went back to black. Yeah, Ooh. I did. I don't know why. Not this gal. You need a little yeah. bit of coffee. Now, after-hour drinks, of oh, course, yeah, I have for my, sure. you know, have my own. I'm a definitely right. a, a, the, the thing you wear on your head, the crown, is, oh, is kind of the oh, choice. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Just like with an ice? Just plain? Uh, with water, absolutely. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, I gosh. see that in movies all the time, and they just make it look so smooth. <laughs> smooth. And, and I'm like, just like, they just like, yeah, I'll do it. And I'm like... Mm. Even the flavored ones, like the peach, and oh, isn't there like damn. a green apple? Oh yeah, just yeah. Oh, I just God. like my face, like in the movies, so like they don't even wince. They're just like it's like water. I know everyone's like, oh, you're gonna love this, I'm and like, they look mm, so good no. just shaking their little yeah, glass. No, and I'm like, I try. No thanks, can't do it. First yeah. time, first no. time beer drinker. Right <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay, and leave us with your favorite quote off the top of your head. Um, I lie on the field exhausted victorious i mean there's a it's a huge long old quote from vince lombardi but i lie on the field exhausted in victory so it's one of my favorite you know that's really beautiful you know i I always felt like when i walked off the field i always told the kids and this is i said i get 30 seconds i said my 30 seconds my payday is when you guys win and i walk to midfield to shake that other coach's hand i get a gloat (gasps) 
I get a I get a smile on oh my, my face. I, I get a reach out. Right I get a shake his hand, and then I'm right back to work. Now it's turned my attention yeah. to next week. But that 30 seconds, that's my moment. Mm-hmm. You know, and, um, we all have our rituals. That yes, was one of mine. Yeah. I, 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 we could talk forever. Yes. You oh know, my gosh. I, I we'll have just that. have you back. This yeah. is, we'll just say this was. Yeah. Part one. Part one. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Go to another ritual of mine. 38 special is in, is at the Chase County Fair. I never stepped on the field to coach a game as a head coach without listening to Hold On Loosely by 38 special. It's the last thing I listened to when I put my headphones off because that song had a message for me to, to, yeah. So if you ever, you know, so we all have our little quirks, but that 30 seconds, and uh, to be exhausted. Because when I got done with the game, I was exhausted. Oh, same, same. Exhausted. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's like you don't feel your body until it's like, no. you're not even playing. But it's like, for me, I'll wear really stupid shoes. Yeah. And then I'm like, after the game, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't <laughs> you do that. You know what a game changer for me was finally realizing, and this was when we were, and when I say we were so good, and Wyland Field had mm-hmm. 3,500 people every night, I could yell at the top of my lungs, and it didn't matter. They weren't hearing me. So finally, along the way, I got smart enough to say, stop yelling and enjoy the moment, mm-hmm. instead of screaming over yeah, and over. Yeah, yeah. And then once I started enjoying it, I wasn't as, I didn't have the migraine at the end. Yeah, of the right? Game. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like, yeah. boy. Yeah. So. Awesome. So. Well, thank you so much hey, for Hey, thanks coming. for having yeah, me. It was yes, fun. That was just so cool. And thank you, everybody, for listening in on another episode of Coaching Caffeine and Comedy. And I'm your host, Kaylee Cobson. And I'm Lee.